I'm Alan Girding, and this is the 158th episode of the Tuesday Night Podcast. Unfortunately, I'm not available for this episode. I'm on my way to Pax Unplugged. So, B-Team has taken over this episode, which is pretty fantastic because some members of the B-Team are actually going to Pax Unplugged. Hopefully while I'm there, I can get some live recording because it is the last convention of the year. And if you're not a fan of these convention episodes with these live recordings, the good news is this is the last one for the year. I know the year's almost over, but it's the last one until Origins, I want to say. There's some smaller cons in between here and there, but Origins is the next big one. Anywho, I'm going to shut up and hope you enjoy this 158th episode of the podcast. It's all about the stories we make while playing the games we love. In this episode, B-Team Will Anderson and B-Team Logan Jenkins talk about drugs and legacy games and a love for Rob Daviau. Stay tuned. Here we go. Where do we start? Oh. Frontill Logan, how's about that? Frontill Will. That's how we start. Wish I had a little more enthusiasm, but I got turned down for another job again. Oh, no. I'm sorry. How many repeat words can I put in there? Another, again. One more time. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> Went through the interview process, and you know what I lost out to? I think this is probably the fourth time I've lost out to. What's that? Come on, make a guess. Make a guess. Humor. Humor poor Will here. Um, You lost out to a robot. Internal candidate. Oof. Yeah, that'll get you. Yeah. I think the next time I start interviewing for a job, I'm just going to say, (laughs) do you have an internal candidate? (laughs) Oh, you do? Uh, Okay. I withdraw my application because I don't need to go through three interviews for you to decide on somebody you already picked before you even started the interview process. Oh, goodness. <sighs> How are we going to fund the revolution if I can't get a better job? <laughs> Let's just all seize the means of production, I guess, right? That's what... Well, yeah, but you got to feed your revolutionaries before they can have the energy to take over the factories and own the means of production. Yeah, you're right. Is this where we insert the jingle for oh, uh, yeah, yeah. GameCrafter? Gamecraft. Speaking of, <laughs> GameCrafter has great components that you can use to create your prototype for your game. <laughs> and then the people will take over GameCrafter. <laughs> yes. You can produce your own components without needing the man to demand and, and tell you how to uh, how to do that. I have a friend who's actually producing a game through GameCrafter right now. I've, I mean, like one of my favorite games is This House Is Haunted, and that comes exclusively from the GameCrafter. We already talked about that weird game. Yeah, and I love it. I still love it. It's great. Yeah, this game's still a secret game, but maybe the next time it won't be secret, Ooh. and we'll be able to talk about it. I'm excited. It's kind of like Japanese. Okay. Kind of like if you took Japanese and dr mario and put them in a blender i guess dr mario is japanese isn't it yeah what do you mean by japanese like kanji katakana no like 
You'd be doing better if you were a Japanese person playing this. Culturally, you'd have the understanding of what's going on. I see. So there's some、uh, Shibuya references. Why not? Okay. Lots of sushis. I love sushi. I'd get that part. Lots of grudge filled spirits. Oh. Like the ring. Yeah. Or like、uh, the watch. If you have a. What is that one game that was supposed to replace Pokemon, but it didn't? Yokai Watch. Oh. Yokai Watch. If you have a watch, you can get Restless hey, Spirits hey, up hey, in hey. there. This isn't a video game podcast. We're already three minutes in. Oh, goodness. What kind of podcast is it? This is a podcast about the. The sorrows we sow <laughs> while trying to socialize awkwardly with strangers around the gaming table. Correct?、Mm, I usually play with friends, but if that's how you do it,、this、then is, that's this valid. This is a podcast about the sorrows we sow while gathering with friends around the gaming table and looking at the gaming board and saying, Really? <laughs> Look. Root again. Oh, no. But root again is always correct. I can't get enough root. I'm going to be honest. I fell all in. The 561st time、I、you're going、know. to be like, am, am I the birds? Am I the birds again? Wait, how many times have you played root? God damn it. Do I have to be the bird? Can I not be the vagabond or vagabond? Vagabond. I played root zero times because I don't have friends who are intelligent enough to comprehend a game where people play different things <laughs> at different points in the game. <laughs> also, nobody I know owns root. Oh, well, there you go. That's, that's a limiting factor for sure. But you do know stuff about it. I heard that's you, the birds and the vagabond. Those of are... course, because I've, I've watched people play Root from across the room.、Ah. I was on the other side of the room, and they're like, look at us. We're so joyful and happy and playing this wonderful game that everybody loves <laughs> while you sit over there, Will, in your corner. Oh. Maybe next time they'll invite you over to play. Please. I'm 45 years old, Logan. I know how this game goes. <laughs> <laughs> how does this game go? What is this game? I sit and watch and sigh and eventually vacate the room as they intended in the first place. <gasps> This isn't 100% true. I did play games. Cool. On Friday, on this past Friday. What'd you play? I played. What did we start? We started with Bitten. Okay. And then we played The Share Zone. Oh, the, one, the Devil's Level? Yeah. You had to go to the mall. You can't find your car in the parking lot. You're terrified of elevators. And the mailman just saw your ass. In the devil's level, you must balance your depression level, horny level, and genius level to achieve a state of chillin'. Then, and only then, Will you be on the devil's level? The devil's level. <laughs> Battle other admins in your quest to chill. Eat edibles. Force them to undertake minor social obligations and feed your friends iguana. Use your megaphone, paper shredder, and steamroller to become a calm genius and win the game. The devil's level. Go dumpster diving. Stay online all night. Steal from work. Get stuck in the shed again. Beat the guppy. Open your DMs. 
These are just a few of the things you'll need to do to get on the devil's level. The devil's level. So the saddest thing about the share zone Mm -hmm. is I was the oldest person there at the gaming group that I got together with. And including the person who brought the game, the share zone, I was the only person who knew what the share zone was. What? Yes. How how did the person that had the game get the game? I guess they saw it on a shelf somewhere. That's crazy to me. Man, the, the share zone is all the time dispensing real life advice that you can use. Yes. You can just leave. That's the best advice ever. <laughs> and if you don't know what the share zone is, it's a Twitter account. Go follow it. Where have you been? (laughs) It's a really fun Twitter account that's about real life. And real life advice. Yeah, real life advice for your real life. Like my depression level two card that said something like, minor social requirements, sorry, I cannot leave my house. (laughs) (laughs) With a picture of a skeleton looking out a window. Oh, You know what? What? It's early in the episode, but we've got a lot of stuff to cover. So you know what? I'm going to do it to myself, but you got to give me a character. You're going to be a skeleton, one of the Uh, admin. Obviously, because that's all there is in the share zone. (laughs) All right. Dingby Che Guevara. Ooh, I'm a spooky skeleton, but I'm here to tell you about this fantastic card game. It's all cards. Lots and lots of cards called The Share Zone, The Devil's Level. Was that the full name? I think it might just be called The Devil's Level, but you only got a minute. Go, go, go. Anyways, you have three levels. You have to get all three levels to six so that you can get six, six, six on your board. (laughs) You have a genius level. That's about how smart you are. You have a depression level. That's about how sad you are. And then you have the horniness level. (laughs) That's about how horny you are. Each turn, you draw a card from the deck, and it could be a level card, an effect card, or a stuff card. The effect cards and the stuff cards let you do stuff, sometimes to other people, sometimes to yourself, sometimes they're negative, but you got to get all your levels to six, six, six. (laughs) And when you do, you say, I'm straight chillin'. And you win. Nice. I did not win. Aw. (laughs) oh no see the problem okay the share zone's a lot of fun because obviously the cards are really funny if you're in for some risque adult type humor (laughs) about how somebody dm'd you a picture of a turd so your horniness level went down negative four oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) but The way that you start, at least the way we started, which I'm not sure is the official way. I haven't actually looked at the rules, but you get a hand of seven cards. Mm -hmm. You take out all the levels from those, and those are your starting levels. Okay. So if you're in your first hand of seven, you only have like a depression level two and a horniness level one. But the person next to you has like... Uh, horniness level four, a horniness level two, a depression level three, and a genius level four, they're already like... Way ahead. They've already got one of their levels at six. Yeah. The other ones are well on their way. And you have to be exactly six, right? Not like... It has to be exactly six. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, you can also place levels on other people. Mm-hmm. So you, you place one level per turn. So a lot of times what I would do is if I saw somebody who was at horniness level five, I would give them a horniness level three, and then they'd be at horniness level eight. Too horny to function. 100% correct. <laughs> so did you enjoy that game? Oh, I liked it a lot. I just I have to figure out if that's really how you start out. Uh-huh. Because it just seems kind of sets people off at different rates and it's really hard to catch up if you're that far behind yeah for me it seems like a 50 50 shot of whether that's the real rules or not because usually brands that turn themselves into games does share zone isn't a game designer by trade so certainly not they probably were like this sounds like a good rule <laughs> logan mm-hmm. we have to keep these recordings on point okay so that we can prove that we're superior Okay, so let's uh, let's keep moving. What are we what are we talking about next? I've got a topic. Uh huh. And this is this is real talk. I think we got to warn folks right now at this point in time. Although we've said horny several times, mm-hmm. we're gonna blow the explicit label right off this podcast. Oh my goodness! I wasn't. I I didn't know that it, I was d- in for this. Buckle! I warned you six hours ago, dude. What? In that text message. Hold on. I'm. Oh, you did say the topic was. Booze we do wow. into games. Mm-hmm. Yup. <laughs> Excuse me, Sam. Do you have the time? But of course, it be topic time. This is us talking heart to heart, open heart to the people. Mm-hmm. I I just want the people to know, right? Straight edge Sally Allen Girding <laughs> wouldn't sip a beer if it was to save his mother's life. Can't tell you the truth about drugs, alcohol, (laughs) and gaming in the way that Will Anderson and Logan Jenkins can. Oh, am I, what? Uh, I do drink. What's... Oh, hey, babe. I live in Washington, D.C. Yeah, where we is very legal. is legal. I got the sour diesel. (laughs) I got the lemon cookies. Do do you partake a lot? Is Is that your new hobby? It's not a hobby, but I've got my medical card, so I can freely go and buy <laughs> nice. as necessary. Fantastic. Blueberry headband. We got, you know, and we've got this special strain in D.C. It's fantastic. You remember our former mayor, our most famous mayor here in Washington, D.C.? N- no. What? You don't? No. You're such a child. Yeah, who is that? Marion Barry, the crack-smoking mayor? Whoa, I did not know that, no. Oh, yeah. So, D.C.'s mayor at one point in the 80s got caught smoking crack in a hotel room. Well, you know. There's now a strain of cannabis, as us um, erudite folks like to call it, called <laughs> Mary N. Barry. There you go. <laughs> this topic, it came up. The reason we need to talk to the people about this because when I was at the gaming group I was at on Friday afternoon, and I actually never finished saying which games we were playing. We played Bitten, we played The Share Zone, we played Insider. I love that game. Yeah, everybody loves that game. And we played Codename Pictures. Uh, Codename Pictures is the best codename. Now, I want to be 100% clear with every listener. Listeners, unclog your ears <laughs> and listen very carefully right now, because I have a very strict rule. That if I am driving, I do not partake of anything. No alcohol, no weed, no nothing. Good policy. 100%. But the people I was gaming with who were not driving were both drinking 
and smoking doobies. That is the appropriate state to play the devil's level, I suppose, right? <laughs> I mean, I still enjoyed myself, yeah. but I was the sober one that evening. <laughs> but you, Logan, please tell me about your recent experience. Hmm, which one? Betrayal Legacy? Fireball playing Island? Betrayal Legacy, when we talked about how you were drinking while playing Betrayal Legacy. <laughs> well, I mean, I... I usually have a cocktail with any time I'm playing like a game night. That's... See how this fits into the topic of yeah. the evening. What's your preferred cocktail for game night? It depends on if somebody's making it or if I'm making it myself. If I'm making it myself, I'm normally just like a rum and Diet Coke kind of guy. But if somebody's making it for me, I will drink whatever they put in front of me. So you're a hard liquor kind of person. Yeah, I don't. Beer is a bunch of calories and not that much buzz. And to me, I, I like a stout beer, but normally oh, yeah. the stuff people. That's a lot of calories. Yep. It's very chunky. You know, you can sort of have less caloric intake and more pumping up that buzz <laughs> if you just get hard liquor. One of my favorite memories about the horrible place where I work is one time I went on a business trip. I actually went on the business trip with my supervisor and we went to a restaurant that specialized in like being a restaurant and wine bar. Mm. And for whatever reason, I ended up paying for dinner that evening. So when I went and turned in all my receipts for reimbursement at work, the business person said, did you have any liquor uh, in any of your meals? Because we don't reimburse for liquor. And I said, no, I had no liquor. A half an hour later, she came over and she's standing over my desk with that disapproving look on her face. And she said, you said you didn't have any liquor. And I said, I didn't have any liquor. <laughs> and she's like, what is this two glasses of wine on this dinner receipt? <laughs> I'm like, wine is not liquor, my friend. <laughs> wine is fancy grape juice. Yeah, it's not liquor. So you were drinking? Drinking. And playing? Betrayal Legacy. Tell me about Betrayal Legacy. What is, is, it's, is, is it like Betrayal, the house on the hill, that one? Yeah, it's that one. It's that one, but it's been uh, legacyified by the king of legacy, Rob Davio. What other legacy games has that gentleman made? Uh, he made Pandemic Legacy, and I'm pretty sure Risk Legacy. Is that correct? I could be wrong about that, but he I also... I don't know. Check your sources. Yeah, let me, let me just, let me just kill Rob Davio real quick. Hang on. We'll go to work here. Oh, man, he did Fireball Island as well? Are you kidding me? He did Betrayal Legacy. He did Werewolf Legacy. He did Downforce. I love this man. He did Pandemic Legacy Season 2 and 1. A lot of oh, games that goodness. you love. This man is responsible for like most of my entertainment as far as board games go. Jeez. Machi Koro Legacy is coming out in 2019 <gasps> by Rob Davio. Is Fireball Island a legacy game? No, it is not. What a strange break from format. This guy's prolific. Maybe we need to recruit him to our team. Mm, that sounds like a great plan. Anywho, Betrayal Legacy, if you haven't played Betrayal House on the Hill, it's about a group of people who are, in the beginning, allied, and you go into a scary house that you gradually explore, and at some point, one or more of you, or possibly none of you, will betray the others. Basically, a horror movie starts. turns out you're playing a horror movie. It just depends on what the horror movie is as to what haunt you get. 
the original Betrayal game had 50 different haunts. There was a ton of variance between play. Yeah, that's what I remember was it was kind of like there were all kinds of different stories that could happen. So how does that become a legacy game? Well, this is about families. So you have like a lineage. I guess they're all distant cousins because a lot of them are going to die. But I guess you have like sisters and brothers, but it's all the same last name. Everybody who's playing chooses a last name and that's their family for the rest of the game. It spans from the year 1666, speaking of the devil's level, and it goes to the year 2003. So That's a lot of time. Yeah, it's like 350 years, if I did my math right there. No, because it would have to end in a six. Well, you know, 300 and some odd years. Yep. Okay. Well, anyway, every game is about 30 years between each one. Or if you survived the last game, your person can still keep going. We had some people who were like 108 before they kicked the bucket. Wow, that is a horror movie. <laughs> I don't even want to live past 50. Ugh. What? Dude, you don't have to live my life. Oh. You can enjoy that. You can have all my air and wheat and beef. Can I have your medicinal marijuana? That's the real. Uh, you'd have to live in a place where that's legal. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, you do. As long as we're recording. Okay. Anyway, if you don't want anything at all spoiled for you about Betrayal Legacy, then skip ahead like a couple minutes. Godspeed if you don't want any spoilers at all. But this is a very mild spoiler. But about three games in, an object comes out called the Helm. The Helm. And the game is just like, all must respect the Helm. All must respect the Helm. It's like part of the rule book. You add rules like every legacy game. If you touch the helm, you have to touch it only on the sides and pick it up. And whenever you use the helm, you have to pick it up very reverently. And then it's very important that you spin it 90 degrees. You know, obviously none of that actually matters. But in the context of the game, it just everybody had a ton of fun just being like, uh, that's not respecting the helm. Just whenever anybody would do anything. And it like bled out into our regular life. Like anytime anybody did something that the other person did not like, it's like, uh, that's not respecting the helm. Oh. <laughs> I think that is the single best legacy component of a game I've encountered is that helm because it's clearly evil. Or as I like to say, evil is just good in an alternate universe. <laughs> well, in this in this one, it's killing a lot of people, so that's a very different universe for sure. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's not just legacy elements stapled onto the existing Betrayal House on the Hill. It's like a fixed version of Betrayal House on the Hill. Well, so the real question is, mm -hmm. how did your delicious rum cocktail help with your playing of the game? Oh, I mean, it probably made me less adept at the technical aspects of the game, but also less apt to really take it more seriously than it deserved, which sometimes you can get that way in games. And I find... Yeah, don't don't say that I can get that way in games. I never take games seriously. I was using the, the royal you, and I, what Ugh. I meant was me, or anyone, you know, some people, not Will Anderson, certainly not, Front Hill, Front Hill, but certain Logans in the world can sometimes take games too seriously. And so... Oh. Well, I mean, I really do it less and less now, but back in the day, you know, I used to play a bunch of CCGs, and you can't play that at a certain level without having to take it super seriously and that was lame but generally i just you know i have like one or two drinks and i'm just a little bit funnier and things are funnier to me and it's great 
So you would recommend for adults who are above the age of 21 mm -hmm. legal. I think that's like nationwide at this point in time. Yeah. <laughs> that they might want to enjoy a cocktail or a beer with their game night. As long, rule is, no open tops on the table. Oh, yeah. Because that's how things spill. That's how you get ants. I would also say that if it's your thing, then grab a drink or two. It's certainly a lot yes. of fun. But yeah. I oh, mean, yes. You know, there's you lots of people. No, no one is required to. No. As on Friday, I had nothing. Also, Logan, um, you're mistaken. You get ants by your mom or dad having sisters. Oh. That's how you get ants. <laughs> I like okay. that joke, Will. <laughs> So as far as cannabis goes and gaming, I think if you are in a place where that is legal and you could obtain it legally and not put yourself in danger of breaking the law or anything like that, I think from what I could tell from the folks I was playing Codename Pictures with, which is also a very good cannabis game, <laughs> because, you know, because there's a lot of talking. If anyone has ever played Codename Pictures, the actual artwork is... It's out there. It gives you a lot to talk about. <laughs> Having something that kind of liberates your creativity and your open-mindedness. Yeah. I think I think that's that's if if that's something that you and your friends are into, I think I could recommend maybe as long as nobody's driving, take an Uber. <laughs> I mean, if you want the Will Anderson personal recommendation, I enjoy things that have a very is it a high ratio or no i think it's a low ratio or really like the one-to-one -one ratio of thc to cbd i'm not going to go into the yeah. science of cannabis i mean cbd is the more like the relaxation thing and thc is the high part right kind of there's a different kind of science to it you can get cbd legally on its own anywhere there's there's no restrictions on cbd but it does interact with THC. Hmm. And you'll find that indica strains have higher levels of CBD than sativa strains, which would be higher levels of THC. But, I mean, that's just my personal hmm. choice. Find it more relaxing, much like your cocktail. Yeah. It helps you to, to stay chill, not get super competitive, just enjoy the evening for what it's for, you know, getting together with friends to have fun tell why? stories why was there such a long sigh before have fun well fun is for other people not for will <laughs> i i mean i know it exists in the world it's just something i watched you know like you have a snow globe and you say what a beautiful scene but it's in there and i'm out here yeah and you drop it and you're like rosebud no <laughs> that's not what i do i try to <laughs> give my snow globes away and nobody will take them Logan, mm -hmm. what do we need to share? What What is the lessons we've learned from tonight's discussion? I think that... Um, Will, Will's got the bomb-ass weed. <laughs> Will's got that bomb-ass kind herb. If you want to go hit him up, party at Will's house. No. There's drugs there. Not unless you yourself have a card that says you can legally partake in this medicinal herb. How long does it take to get that medical card? Oh, about three months and $150. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no, it's about $250. My goodness. Jeez. Yeah. takes It's $100 to register. That's crazy to me. Well, and when it's in South Carolina, it'll be cheaper. Don't you worry. 
<laughs> Maybe we'll outright legalize it, not just for medicinal purposes. It's on the way yes. everywhere. I agree. So that's your lesson, Logan. What What's your lesson you've learned? You could go to thegamecrafter.com and get some great components for your project, like Will's friend that's making a secret project. Yeah, which I'll tell you about later in the future when it's not so secret. I'm excited. And uh, I think that's it. I think that uh, covers all of our lessons that we learned today. All right, Logan. Frontill then. Frontill. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We got it. I always forget to do this. Mm-hmm. Twitter is washing the sink. I'm on my own podcast, Drive Check, Card Fight Vanguard podcast. I'm on the It's Super Effective Pokemon podcast. I know nobody's ever heard of that one, so maybe you could give (laughs) us a listen. We'd really be able to use a couple of listeners on that. (laughs) Logan, where can they find you? I'm at Logan Jenkins on Twitter, and I'm on... Please spell that, because it's like, you say Jenkins like anybody would know how to spell that. That's the most impossible name to spell. Are you kidding? Everyone knows Leroy Jenkins. Everybody's been spelling that for Uh, eons. You, no. No, and I would spell Logan Jenkins like L-0-G-E-N. Don't, don't finish it, because they're going to get it wrong now. I-N-G-I-N-Z. All right. Well, it's L-O-G-A-N-J-E-N-K-I-N-S. Oh, how nice. Yeah. You're welcome. And I can also be found on Very Random Encounters, a show where we play pen and paper RPGs and randomize as many things as possible. Is it true that Wizards of the Coast recently asked you guys to record a specific podcast for their Guilds of Ravnica set of Dungeons and Dragons stuff that they do? I'm so glad you asked, Will. Yes, it is true. And in fact, That's listeners very impressive. listeners of this program may actually want to listen to that episode. It's on the Dungeon Delve feed. Is it a one shot? Yes. You don't have to commit to a long time to listen to that one. Only about an hour and a half. Will they laugh even if they don't like role playing games? Yeah, they will. Absolutely. You guarantee laughter. I guarantee laughter, yes. Yelka is a very good character. <laughs> or you will pay them a dollar if they do not laugh. I don't I don't guarantee that. Nope. Oh. Hmm. I will I I hope they have a great day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they... Well, congratulations, Logan, on infiltrating the I think nationally recognized evil overlords, Wizards of the Coast. And getting on the inside, getting your start there so that we can overtake those means of production. Because this is a truism <laughs> I learned when I was studying political science as a mere child. And we can end with this this particular statement. He who controls Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons is he who controls the gaming empire. You're, you're, you're right. Front Hill. Front Hill, Logan. Frontil will. <laughs> <laughs>Gonna do it for Tuesday night podcast 158. Tune in next week for Tuesday night podcast 159. I'll be totally honest, I have no idea what we're gonna end up doing. I'm hoping for a return to normalcy. We will have some interaction satisfaction. Get some Sean in here, I hopes. And we'll answer your emails. 
Send your comments, questions, and definitely your Nave Tonight submissions to podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. Spelled with a K. And please, follow us on all social media platforms at PlayTKG. The best thing you can do is leave us a review, five stars, baby, on iTunes. Hopefully everything goes so smoothly at PAX Unplugged. I can't wait. Till next time.